So, hello all, welcome to episode three of the YouTube series for The Addict and the Counselor, and for our dedicated, amazing podcast listeners, this is episode 41, 42, we've lost count. Um, we, we do have uh, guests waiting uh, to entertain uh, us and to hopefully share some of their experience <clears throat> and, and really enlighten us. And so uh, once again, you can kind of listen to us on any podcast platform. You can find us on YouTube uh, as uh, the Addict and the Counselor Show. Uh, please uh, subscribe, follow, comment on YouTube or any, uh, uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, also email us at the addict and the counselor at gmail.com any questions comments concerns uh, or any subject that you want us to cover uh, we're really excited to find new material and, and find new things in around addiction and recovery and treatment that impacts people that uh, we'll definitely be excited to kind of get involved with are you excited i'm always excited i wouldn't go that far all right so here we go. Hello. Is Hi. there anybody out there? Oh, Hi. there you go. Camera appears. Hello, Jess. How are you? Good, uh, good. How are things? Things are singing. They're good. <laughs> yes, so that's Bob Rose, our co-host, and Bob Rose, Jess. Nice to meet you. Likewise, likewise. Thank you very much. Wait, uh, is Jackie on? She is on, but does not have her camera on, possibly audio also. Jacqueline, can you hear us? might want to try to log out and back in why am i high-pitched all right so you said this is episode 41 the third right 41 the third episode of our youtube series we, we're calling it is that what we're doing is that what we're saying is that what it is called we don't know um and i am so excited this is the first of this kind where we have two guests that's right i said two guests on <laughs> simultaneously the dynamic duo of jess and ooh. um yep jess and jackie ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah i'm so psyched um is jackie on yet because i just introduced you guys as like the dynamic duo and i feel yeah. <laughs> saying host won't let her in that's the can't be true. Oh, so that's your problem, Barbaros, Mr. Tech guy. <laughs> well, so if she's typing into the chat, how do you think she's in the chat? I think it said host won't let her unmute. Oh, but her video's not up either. No, I, I don't. I don't control muting. Sur surprising we're not as a tech savvy. No, no, it's not. Okay, she's coming back in. Let's see what happens. 
right. Anyways. Oh. 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 oh my gosh, I'm here. There it did. Hi. Hear anything that was that we were saying? Yeah, I heard everything. Uh, I, I felt targeted. All right. It was not. I'm glad we didn't say anything negative because I didn't know yeah. if you were if you were on or not. But no, I'm glad you guys made it. I was, you know, kind of, you know, I was um saying how excited we are to have two guests on simultaneously for the first time in the Addict in the Council of Podcast show. Woo! And I called you guys like a dynamic duo because that's how you guys kind of sold it to me, right? <laughs> Um, and it was a sell job, Barbaros. Let me tell you, it was a sell job on Halloween night or whatever it was. Um, so the last time, so I met and correct me if I'm off Jackie and Jess for with any of this. Um, so I, we met at a Halloween party, right? Recovery Halloween party. Mostly most people were recovery somewhere, maybe, um, and I think Jackie may have been wearing like bunny ears or something, and you had blood all over your face and shit. Right, <laughs> right. Um, clearly a vampire, not a girl. Yeah, vampire mode. Like, yeah, you were really like, yeah, in like the mo you know, you were scary. You were scary. Thank you. Um, yeah, you did the job, and great costume. Um, great yeah, costume. Yeah. Great. <laughs> And um, yeah, we just started chatting right away, right? And somehow I like found out pretty quickly that you were in recovery. Like I confirmed that somehow, and I blew like your anonymity or something. Like I said, like really loud, like you're sober or something. I, this is how I remember. And um, and you said something of like about that. And then I started to talk, you know, like promote the podcast or whatever. So like we can get like two more viewers or whatever, <laughs> two more listeners because I'll do anything for a listener. Right. And um, anything. What? <laughs> anything. <laughs> and then along the way, then along the way, I remember Jackie saying, we should be on the podcast, Jess. And I looked at you guys and I'm like, yeah, you should be. To speed up this a little bit um the next i'm like yeah i'll follow up blah 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 exchange numbers and something weird happened where <laughs> weird and a couple of days later i followed up i'm like i text i text you jackie and i you know i'm like hey just following up about being on the pod blah blah, blah. this is how it works um, let me know if you're still interested. And I see typing. I, I never, I don't think I said this to you. I've shared this with you, except for maybe text. But I see you typing. You know how you can see the other person like messaging back? Three dots. Right, exactly, three dots. And you're doing this for like 10 minutes or so. Every time I look down, oh, you know, she's <laughs> still typing. And then nothing, absolutely nothing, right? I'm like, this is weird. And like the day goes by, nothing. The next day, I think I did like another follow up. And again, you want to talk about like annoyed on my end? I'm like the dots, right? The dots. Uh, Where are the dots? <laughs> like the freaking dots. And um, 
nothing. No response. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I called Bob Rose. I'm like, you wouldn't believe this. Like, I'm seeing the dots. I'm like, 10, who does 10 minutes of dots? Something like that. Surprisingly, Adam overthought the whole scenario. What a shock, yeah. right? <laughs> and then the next, then I'm like, but Bob Rose, it wasn't just that one day, two days in a row, like 10 minutes of dots, but nothing. Whatever. They obviously don't want to be on, blah, blah, blah. And then somehow through like mutual friend, right? Because I had to tell them about it too, right? I'm no one's my, safe. No I'm one's outing, safe. I'm outing myself big time. And, um, and they're like, no, this is, they actually did respond. And you had a response. You had it on your end, but I never received your message. Yeah. Is this what, this is what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I got it right. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. So once I found that out, once I got confirmation that you didn't just like say F you, Adam, I don't want to be in your stupid show. When I got confirmation, <laughs> you didn't do that, and you really did want to still possibly be on it. I reached back out to you and here we are tonight, basically. Right. The dots turned into something special. The dots turned into reality. Yeah. I think it's the title of a book. That should be a title of a book. The dots turned to something special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see a tattoo in our future. <laughs> but I don't understand. We don't have to get into it because we probably don't have time. I don't understand what went wrong with our phones. I don't know. Do you know? Know. All right. Well, so it's technology, Adam, and not it's not perfect science. Sometimes texts don't go through to people. There's a giant satellite five million miles above Earth that messages go to. It has to come back to the person, and sometimes one message doesn't go through. (laughs) Whatever. Glad it it eventually all worked out. So here we are. Um, So. Do you have any other stuff you want to get to, Bob Rose? You did your whole spiel, right? Yeah, I did the whole spiel. Um, I guess, you know, if you are familiar with the show, you know, towards the end of it, you know, we have the five controversies. So I'm hoping both of you can stick around for that. I think that, you know, it'd be quite interesting now with two guests, you know, first time that, you know, we're doing this. So greatly appreciate both of your time, uh, you know, setting aside, you know, uh, your lovely Tuesday night to to hang with us for a little bit. Um, so no, I don't have any kind of like administrative things. It's just, uh, you know, greatly, greatly appreciate you both, you know, coming on and and doing our silly little show here. Um, and really whoever wants to go first, and this is just really about you sharing whatever you're comfortable in sharing. Uh, and then obviously having space for the other person to be able to share whatever they want to share in and around their kind of, you know, their journey. Um, yeah, so no pressure, but. It's, it's your platform. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, um, Jess, do you, you know, Jess, why don't you, you know, why, if you could share like a little bit about, um, you know, your addiction and, you know, you getting into recovery and then, uh, yeah, and, sure. then maybe, and maybe Jackie can share her addiction, get into recovery. And then you, that's when you guys kind of meet, right. Or meet each other in early recovery. Right. So something yeah. like, so why don't we start, if, if that's okay, why don't we 
do it that way. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. Um, so prior to getting sober, um, I was a daily drinker for about a decade, um, 15 years. And, you know, alcohol is my drug of choice. And for me, it really did progress slowly. Um, you know, I remember back when I was about 25 and my children were very little. Back then I was working full time and I was going to school at night and I was a single parent. Um, but I had to have that six pack every night while I was cooking dinner and while I was cleaning. And I remember going to a, a therapist and I said, you know, I have this problem. Like I have to drink every night and you know, not drinking is not an option, but I don't have any consequences yet. Um, and he pretty much told me that he didn't know how to help me. Um, so I proceeded to rack up some consequences for the next decade. Um, what were some of those? Can you talk about like a oh, couple? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, de I'm definitely going to. Um, so so that's awesome. like, that six pack became a 12 pack. And then, um, you know, a 12 pack, a twisted tea at night, you start putting on weight rapidly. And so changing over to hard booze and water um, sounded like a great idea for me to get in shape. Um, and that really, you know, exploded my alcoholism. And, you know, for me, I did not, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't necessarily see it as a problem because I believed that I was under so much stress and overwhelm, you know, as a single parent working and all these things, um, that as soon as my life calmed down, I wouldn't have to drink the way that I was drinking. Mm. Um, and, and that to me was my truth. And that unfortunately did keep me sick for a long time because things just progressed and things got worse. Um, by the end of my drinking, I was covered in bruises from falling downstairs all the time. Um, and I had actually called my doctor because I didn't know if I had some sort of blood problem or, you know, what could be wrong with me that I'd have all these bruises because I didn't remember half the falls. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so just making terrible decisions because I was in a state of survival where, you know, I, I couldn't function at the end. I, I was... I had to drink to deal with the things that I had done and my feelings and, you know, it, it was a mess. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think because, you know, a lot of times it's tough for me to go back there and think about what things were like because it's not like that anymore. That's not how I live my life today. But, you know, when I was drinking, it would be normal for me to show up to work hungover or not show up to work because I was drunk or hungover. Um, you know, di dishes are left on the stove from last night. Is it dinner from last night or is it a couple nights ago? Um, and you know, this is what my kids had as their only parent. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I don't wanna just share jackpots, I can tell you that they're there. Um, I can tell you that I drank the way I drank because I couldn't live inside of my head. 
and it was a very painful place to be. Um, yeah, um, so my kid's father, who is not in the picture, he is an addict and he, um, you know, prefers drugs where I preferred alcohol, but his, his disease looked different than mine. And for me, you know, that was a sick person and I was not, mm. but, but, you know, that, that was not true. Um, at the end of my drinking, I had drank everything away and I didn't know where else to go. And so I went to AA. Um, and it was actually pretty miraculous. Um, I don't know how I didn't go to detox because <laughs> I was physically dependent. Wow. I did suffer through the DTs. I thought I was just having anxiety every morning. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I had no idea. And, and, you know, especially those first three months, man, were absolutely brutal. Not only, you know, like physical. Jess, 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 I'm sorry. For the audience, can you explain what DTs are? Like, we all know what the, what what it stands for, but can you explain? Yeah, um, so it's the tremors, right? It's you're physically withdrawing from alcohol um, and it can cause you to go into seizures. It, it, it's not good, it's not comfortable. And I just had no idea. I thought I was having anxiety. Mm. I thought I needed a drink to calm down a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, so um, like I'm thinking, you know, when, when you finally like, or like what helped you and maybe I missed it. What helped you make that like decision to, okay, I'm going to detox or I'm going to, I need to stop or, you know, was there anything specific that like helped you make that decision? Um, so pretty much, and this is a little bit embarrassing for me to admit, but at that point I had already you know, ruined a lot of things um, with my family, with my career. And, you know, I had this boyfriend who, you know, was the quality boyfriends, you know, that you have when you're in active addiction. And, you know, he was part of my addiction too. And when he told me that, you know, I was an asshole and had a drinking problem, hmm. I, I heard that not because, oh, the boyfriend said it, but because that was the one area of my life that I thought I was pulling the wool over somebody's head because the jig was up everywhere else. Mm. Um, and, you know, I had a brother who went to AA. I went mm. to a meeting with him. He had invited me and I just kept going. I just kept going and I ended up meeting wonderful people and changing my life. That's that's awesome. And so like one of those wonderful people that you met along the way is on with us, right? Yes. And so Jackie, do you think you can share a little bit about your, you know, your addiction stuff, you know, your active addiction and then getting into recovery and then we can hear about you two meeting? Yeah. Um, I would say um, I was I was born with an addictive brain. Um, my first stuff I remember is like binge eating Cheez-Its on the couch to the point I would like gorge myself. Um, and it really manifested in food. Um, and then I think through graduate school, relying on wine to wind down after 
doing work and internships and classes and it was acceptable. Um, but I, I think in the back of my head, I always knew I drank differently. Like I drank to alleviate things. I drank to escape. I never drank because I just wanted like half of a glass. Like that was not me. Um, I thought I pulled it off that way, but I didn't. Um, and I would say like a lot of my anxiety and rage through my early twenties to into mid twenties, like the times I was arguing or unhappy or dissatisfied or angry were around the times I was drinking. Like it was exaggerating all of these feelings that I wasn't coping with. Um, and I got into a relationship with someone who really wasn't looking to get into a relationship. So at that point I was like, great, we should live together and be married. Um, which like <laughs> totally makes sense. Um, yeah. So we just took on a lot of things and we, we didn't have that strong foundation of like having each other's backs. And I almost looking, looking back, I feel like I wanted him to say like, something's wrong. What's wrong? Like I almost like an attention seeking way. Um, when I look back and my drinking really progressed after my grandmother, um, passed away and I, I just continued to build on it. Um, I did go to detox during COVID because I was not working during COVID. Um, and I just was consuming wine for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it tends to make me feel mostly like wine. Jackie was it mostly wine or did yeah, you... um, wine and fireball. Yeah. And what, what was the, I'm just curious oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Not that it's like in anyone else's interest, but what was the, um, brand of the wine usually? Did it matter or I don't, no. I don't know? No, it didn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Josh girl. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to my first detox in 2020 and I looked around the room and I was like, oh my God, these poor people are alcoholics and addicts. Like, but good thing I'm not. I just... <laughs> had too much wine during covid who were you able it? to help anyone in the detox when you were in there like your roommate or i'm just kidding it's a bad <laughs> um i'm sure i did hey. um, <laughs> yeah and then fast forward like a year and a half later um my drinking had progressed my marriage was ending um and my cousin who was in recovery kind of didn't give me the choice he's like see you in the morning we're gonna go dry out and i was like damn it. So then I went for a second time and I blew through there, uh, quick spin dry and went home angry. And then my third time I was still living with my ex-husband. Um, and I was supposed to pick him up from the airport, but I drank instead. And similar to Jess, um, a lot of stuff was crumbling around me that I couldn't control and I couldn't stop drinking. And my life truly was just 
crashing down around me, which I had never experienced. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist in some ways. Um, and I'm in the social work field. So I was really good at telling other people how to manage their houses, their addictions, their homes, their relationships. Um, but I could not manage a single thing. Um, and I was very lost and depressed. And so my ex came home because I didn't pick him up and was like, what the heck as I'm drunk at eight o'clock in the morning. And so I threw like an epic pity party, called my whole family. And then I went to detox that day and I've been sober since. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, my life is great. Um, I have a partner who is also in recovery, um, who like wants to also be my partner and that's super rewarding and our recovery is separate, but it's number one for both of us. Um, I have the cutest little dog and cat and yeah. Is your dog right there? Can we take him? Uh, the dog's on the bed. I don't know. He's Uh, okay. Can we get it? No. <laughs> Can we get a close up of your of your bed, Jackie? Oh, this, is, this is my guest room, guys. Okay. Yeah. Where my makeup light is is popping, you know. <laughs> so okay, so you guys, you know, let's let's back up a, a little bit, I guess. So you guys both enter recovery, and when do you two meet? And tell us about that. So it must have been, I don't know, probably springtime of 2022, maybe? Summer. Summer, yeah. Yeah. Um, We were at a meeting. I just love this story. And I was talking to one of my friends at the meeting about how I could not wait until I was eligible to sponsor people because I was going to start my own cult. And I was going to have my sponsors, like, carry me around on something, just that, you know, like, family feathers. Jess and... is great. Jess yes. is great. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was the vibe, for sure. Um, so I hear Jackie, like, snickering. She overhears this. And then a couple I've days later, she asked me to be her <laughs> What was it like? What was the snicker like? Can you like do it? No, she can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, whatever. Go ahead. So you hear a snicker. Yeah. Um, like that. <laughs> that's just she thinks she <laughs> yeah. something and like that. A couple of days later, um, Jackie asked me if I would be our sponsor. So I guess, you know, the starting the cult pitch was working and I was like yeah I have arrived um which (laughs) that's funny I I am not Jackie's sponsor now um Jackie and I are very good friends um but there was a period that she was coming over to my house once a week and we would have our iced coffee and sit outside and read the book together and you know shoot the shit and that was a special time, you know. Um, we so Jackie 
can you talk a little bit about what it was like or what was going through your mind like when you were thinking about asking Jess to sponsor you and how that all went like for you you know yeah um so when I left treatment I made the choice to go into um, sober living because I knew if I went back home to the living situation with my ex-husband I would drink again and I just wasn't willing to do all of this again um, so we were told we had to get sponsors and I'm <clears throat> someone that I know what the rules are but I'm gonna like mm, maybe not do it all the way and so I was like, well, other people don't have sponsors. So therefore I don't need one. Cause I don't want to be vulnerable. And then I was told like, you can't have, like, you can't stay out overnight unless you have a sponsor. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so, um, Jess had asked me to do a commitment. And so I think it was a combination of Jess's, recovery and her message but also the fact that she was super non-judgmental open to meditation and didn't just focus on god or those types of more traditional aa um and i felt like she was someone that was working on having what i wanted and i wasn't there yet and I really needed someone that was going to be firm and honest with me because a lot of people were intimidated to be honest with me I think for a while um so yeah we just like hit it off and we did some good work together and we're just really good friends and we can be super honest with one another which has us laughing a lot and of how absurd the two of us are um but yeah, pretty just like the few hours that I've spent with you pretty crazy <laughs> I'm just like it's nice to know that we're this crazy without like being right. under the influence yeah it's reassuring we it haven't is. lost our edge you know right, exactly. you want to you guys want to get crazy join recovery you know stay sober and you'll get freaking crazy so um, yeah. I, I wanted yeah. to ask Jess and Jackie like with the whole sponsorship thing and then like falling apart from that, like what was that deciding factor uh, to move away and just remain friends? Cause that, I mean, there's a little like power and influence and like authority that comes with that relationship. And I've heard a lot of people like almost afraid to like break up with their sponsors because, you know, they thought so many things like, you know, could result out of that. Well, so that wasn't really our decision. That was my sponsor's decision. Oh. Yes. Also, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I recent, not recently now, um, but in, I believe last May, maybe, so, I don't know, about a year ago, give or take, um, I discovered Big Book Step Study. And so that is a very strict way of working the 12 steps. And you are not you know, able to sponsor until you've been through all of the steps. And, mm. you know, that was the route that I chose. And my, you know, I followed my sponsor's advice and I was really nervous to go to Jackie with that. But mm. not but, and, you know, at the end of the day, like it felt really good to be honest with her and be able to tell her, 
you know, I really think that this is for the best because, you know, I really want your friendship. Um, she is just a wonderful person that I really rely on um, with just her strength and compassion and we laugh. Um, you know, we both work in professional fields and, you know, I think, you know, at least in my experience, that can add to an extent an, an extra layer of the, the shame and the guilt. And it's nice to have, you know, other people where, you know, we don't have to hide. Mm -hmm. Jackie, what was it like for you to get dumped by your sponsor? No. <laughs> That's, those are my it, exact words. Um, it, dumping me. And I was devastated. I was in the parking lot of Planet Fitness. I don't even think I could go work out after that. <laughs> Is this true? Well, yeah. I was Planet Fitness, but I think I did go walk on the treadmill. Okay. Um, <laughs> you worked it out. Good for you. <laughs> I worked it out with a healthy coping skill. Yes. Um, I think I was bummed. Um, but I understood that. I mean, it's a no, it's a no brainer. I wasn't losing her from my life. And I almost think it like, that's like a, a bond of like an, the ultimate pinky promise. Like we have been really vulnerable with each other. Like we have like, we're working towards the same goal. And so it's, you know how sometimes you have people you're like, oh, but don't say anything. Jess and I, I don't feel like I have to say that with Jess. Like we just know not to say, like it's in the vault. Um, so no, it was, I was bummed, but it was like an understandable, like, yeah, this is part of how we have to grow. And yeah, it never came between us. Like relationships always ebb and flow, but yeah, we still are besties. Yeah, you are. I, I've witnessed it. <laughs> yeah. So how, if we can touch on the, like the big book step study stuff, just a little bit. Um, so we've taught, me and Bob Rose, we've talked about on the show, um, you know, taking steps and different methods to take, to take steps in recovery when we're talking about 12-step recovery, obviously. Um, and we've talked about many different other pathways to recovery as well, but focusing on like the 12 step recovery. So, um, so Jess, what you're talking about is like really structured. You need to go through the steps with a sponsor who's done it the exact same way as like everyone else in that step study process. Right. Um, so what's that been like for you and where where are you at in that process? Because that looks a little different than other methods, right? Yeah, so um, I started writing my fourth step on June 1st and I'm still writing today. And the first part of that was my sponsor asked me to write down a list of everybody I have a resentment against going back to childhood. And I don't remember if I'm just shy of or just over 400 names. Um, so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and a, the majority of it is just stupid, petty stuff um, yeah. that I hold on to because I'm an alcoholic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> earliest, I remember, earliest memory. That's what I was told, right? And I was told not to question it. And like, if God or higher power brought me a name, I just jot it down. 
the worst case scenario is that it's not a resentment, right? <laughs> I mean, might as well like just jot it down or whatever, err on the side of like caution with it. Um, and that's great. How how um are you finding the writing? Like, how are you finding the writing? It's necessary and it is a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a lot. Um, for me, as I'm writing, I'm discovering that my perspective about pretty much everything has been not what I thought it was. And if it's very confusing. Um, uh, yeah, I just keep writing and, you know, more will be revealed. So they'll say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Right. And, and it's, it sounds like a little bit just in terms of like this deeper dive into 12 steps. It's a lot slower and it's, it's a lot more in depth. You know, I think like I've heard of some people like flying, almost not flying through the steps, but like every few weeks going through a step and kind of going through it. This sounds like to be a like like a more intense version of that and really taking your time and going slow and, and looking deeper into your, into yourself and your experiences. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so procedurally, you know, you start with the resentments and the turnarounds and then you write your fears and the final part of the fourth step is the sex inventory. Um, so it's a lot, uh, according to my sponsor, you know, this is really gonna bring everything to the surface that needs to be dealt with because I believe that the woman I brought into AA has to drink to survive. It's just a fact. Um, and so I had to change in order to not need to drink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's working the steps, it's, the social and you know the the sober network and the friends that I've met. Um, yeah. I'm very much into recovery dharma and meditation and yeah. you know it, it's just it's a good life and you know it, it's so much different. I mean, um, I'm a lawyer. I've been um, a practicing attorney since 2015, and now I find myself. Ow! Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and, big brains on Jess. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, but, you know, now I find myself only doing that part-time because that's just craziness. And, you know, sober Jess, you know, wants peace. And so practicing law part-time is good. Um, mm. And I'm working as a substance use counselor intern and I'm back in school and Oh, you no. Know, th things are where you, I asked where you're taking, where you're taking classes for substance abuse, or. Um, I will tell you privately. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm I'm familiar with like North Shore Communities program and some others, but um, that's really great. That's awesome. How's it going? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It really is. It's good. Yeah. Cool. And um, I had like another, I had a question about, about you two, but I can't, can't really bring it to my frontal lobe at this particular moment. Yeah, I jump in? No. I'm going to do it anyways. 
<laughs> so I want to ask both of you, and hopefully, I can, yeah, I can get both of your thought process on this. But um, the relationship between females within the kind of the self help recovery world, what was that like for you? I mean, treating people in recovery and early recovery and all different kinds of stages of recovery, there has been this notion of like, you know, women not getting along or women kind of, you know, like despising each other because other men are looking. Was I talking? Was I in the middle of saying a sentence? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't think so. No, thank you. Thanks. I wasn't hearing anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've heard that so much, and like even in, in in the detox that both Adam and I worked at, like there was like physical altercations because people are like three days sober in a in an inpatient detox facility, and there's a guy across the hall that thinks that looked at them, but they looked at the other person, and now it kind of like rolls around. And I've heard like it's, it's part of it, like is a difficult like connection between like women trusting each other and really just bo bonding in that kind of way. Mm. Can you either one of you and both of you share in terms of just like getting into like AA and either the trust or mistrust within other like women or even within men in that kind of space? Um, I would say. I lived in a women's sober house as someone who was a social worker for the state and then left. And then I went into affordable housing, social work, and um, it was a little challenging seeing people relapse when I was in early recovery myself. Um, that made it challenging, but it was women supporting me, women helping me navigate it. Um, I met the best women ever. They authentically knew the real me. I'm a pretty guarded person um, when it comes to like building intimate friendships. And um, if I like you, then I love you and you're in, in the fold. But if I'm not too sure, you're not coming anywhere near me. Um, so I'm pretty protective with my energy when it comes to that. But I've met amazing supportive women. And I think no matter where you go, you will find people that just aren't, aren't meant for you. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the women that I have met you know, on this journey, they're the best friends I've ever had. Um, I have more friends now than I've ever had. Mm. And, you know, there's something really special about being able to go to somebody and say, I've never asserted a boundary before. I have no idea what I'm doing, but you're a safe person. And I'm going to try to tell you that you hurt my feelings without being an asshole. Oh my God. And yep. You just can't do that with everybody because they'll think you're nuts or they'll take advantage of that. Um, but with our girls, we can. So yeah. I, I think that that's really special. Awesome. Awesome. And that thought come back to you? What do you think? <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone forever. Yes, I even did the thing where like people tell you if you look left and then you look right, then it come, you know comes back, but... No, it didn't, didn't happen. Lost in space. I'm sorry, guys. It was probably like an um, amazing question. Too. Like, oh, oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Five oh, stars. We all would have been famous. I know. It, it <laughs> would have blew this, this was, podcast this was, out of the water. This was going to be the question to like put us on the map or something. But 
whatever. It's okay. What are you gonna we're, do? We're we're okay being small. <laughs> um, another question um, is Jess and Jackie. If you could speak to your younger selves, what was the, what would be the thing that you say to that person to maybe change the trajectory, you know, in and around substance use? Je Jess. Nope. Um, radical acceptance. I can't change the past. Um, and, you know, I do believe in the butterfly effect. So, you know, even if I could change, that would have unforeseen consequences. Um, mm. No, I'm good. I'm happy with where I am. Okay. Awesome. Jackie? Okay. Well, I will play the game. And <laughs> I, knew you would. I knew you would, Jackie. Yeah. Um. I think I would say like you are worthy of a happy and healthy life. I think I questioned that for a long time. So I think that's something I would have reassured myself. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Thanks, awesome. Jack. No problem. No. No. So do we wanna do we wanna transition? Are you guys gonna stick around? Now. Yes, um, I got a ride home for my offspring, so I'm good. Nice. That was, that was a big question. And, <laughs> and Jess, I, I forgot to ask you, like, um, we talked about this off, you know, off, um, off air, all the accommodations and like your wardrobe stuff and the money for that, you know, everything worked out. Well, no, that's why I'm in a sweatshirt with a stain on it. <laughs> So Jess, Jess asked. Apparently, me. Jackie got the budget with her lighting and her makeup ah, and her blonde ah, hair. That ah, I've never yeah. seen that blonde in real life. Yeah, Jess <laughs> asked about the the budget for wardrobe, Barbara, and I don't know, just yeah, you, you, you might have to wait for joke. a long time for uh, for us to be able to uh, provide. I for our guests. I, yeah. At the beginning of this, I meant to ask Jess if she had everything she needed or if we had to do anything, you know, but whatever. It seems like everything was good. So I'm glad. Perfect. Perfect. I promise I'm not high maintenance. That was a joke when I asked. I know. I know. <laughs> um, Did you tell Barbaros that um, your last episode of the podcast was streaming on my TV? Oh, my, my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hey, you want to tell a story or should I tell it? You tell it. I was like listening to the podcast and it was the part where Adam made a joke at the New Year's Eve party um, to the woman drinking that if like the alcohol was fine, but if it was crack, it'd be another story. Um, and my partner was downstairs and he texted me, are you streaming to the TV? And I was like, no. And he's like, are you listening to people talk about crack? <laughs> like, information, like genuinely concerned <laughs> deep diving with the crack cocaine. Um, and I reassured him that it was an accident and it was just the podcast. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> no, that's my really good friend, Adam, loves crack. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny is that so, is that so weird i have a friend who loves crack i mean that's not odd at all yeah <laughs> no. let me let me be me <laughs> why are you trying to control me <laughs> um 
so yeah, so uh, this segment of the show. Uh, oh no, hold on. We have to um, music producer. Let's transition music, please. Let me pro. <laughs> was that what? Was that jazz? Was that a j- jazzy twinge too? Listen, I, I I was able to add something to it because of like the extra views that we had on YouTube. So yeah, I mean our production value is just going to skyrocket. I mean we're just so excited, so excited. So the <laughs> way the game goes is like that. Jeff. So the way that the game goes is that I'm going to throw out at least two options. I told them how you suck at this. So they already know. Yeah. Would you want to share to the entire world how many controversies you've offered up? Yeah. Every time I've offered one up, you've denied it. <laughs> okay. What about the Brady Montana one? You won't do it. Because that's not a controversy. Shut up. That's not a controversy. Yeah, I he after a year of doing the show, Adam still is confused of what a controversy is. Still is. So <laughs> don't let that settle in. You might want to rethink uh, your friendship. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm attached to the hip with this guy, but you you don't have to be. You can run for the hills as quickly as possible. Um, so I'm gonna throw out two options. Uh, we'll go around and just kind of talk a little bit about why you chose what you chose, and uh, you know if it really does. Um, you know, resonate with it. Something that you kind of just, you know, mindfully or even mindlessly practice. So first one, heater, and Adam's already stretching out, so you're absolutely not going first. Um, so flossing, when you floss, do you start with the top, then bottom, right or left side of your mouth? Do you have a mindful practice of flossing? Jess, we'll start with you because you're right here on my screen. All right, so I do not have a mindful practice of flossing, but when I do floss, I start with the top left. Oh. Left, okay. Oh, I'm judging you. Big judgment over here. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not judging you. I don't. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Jess, you're, Jackie, you're right there. So next. Okay. Um top right to start that that just makes sense that just makes sense yeah adam taylor Favros dindler i'm same as jackie actually top right and i think it's just that's how my dentist does it when i get a clip so I, I try with what the I, I try to go with what the professionals do, like with most of my life. Whatever, yeah, and that's it. Just a just quick question: Are you right hand or left hand dominant? Left hand. I was gonna ask that, so it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not judging you anymore, Jess. Good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm left-handed. I floss top right first. Huh. Wow. Judge. Yeah. Weird. Weird. I, I go right first. Weekend. And then I really go into strong hand, left side of the mouth. Hey, Bob Ross. 
Yeah. I want you to know this is this wasn't like as exciting of a controversy as you're trying to make it. Why don't we go on to the next one? Well, how interesting is it that you know Jess and Jackie have just now <laughs> something new about each other? How about that? They've been friends. They had no idea how they floss. Now they know. Now you can now you can erase that from your memory. How about that? Enjoy I've the never felt closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do on the show. We bring people who think they're close to each other even closer. I love it. <laughs> okay. We're staying with dental hygiene. Oh good God. Jess, do you brush your tongue after brushing your teeth? Yes or no? After, yes. After well, yes. at the same time. It all happens at once. No, do you? Yeah. Okay. Jackie? No, I use a copper tongue scraper um, after an Ayurvedic course that I took, and I will never go back. Yes. You, you fancy. You should do this. Well, they say when you brush it, it pushes the bacteria into your tongue. When you scrape it, it removes it. So get on Amazon, order those copper tongue scrapers. Can I get a used one for cheaper? <laughs> yes, probably for $3.99. Just, just cut the price. For a new one. Taylor? <laughs> uh, um, I brush my tongue and I'm not, I don't pay so much attention to whether like it's after I brush my teeth or not. So at some point I do it. Sometimes it's maybe at the, at the tail end of brushing my teeth. Sometimes it's probably like closer to after one minute of brushing. So I, I and I only... I only do it because, well, the story behind it is that my mom told me I needed to do it, like, when I was younger. So, that's why I do it. Yeah. I stumbled upon brushing your tongue significantly later, well into my adult years, when at some point a dentist was like, do you brush your tongue? I'm like, excuse you? But I do everything else, the hard stuff. What am I doing the soft stuff for? Like, no, you have to brush it very similar to what Jackie said. And then kind of, you know, even with uh, the regular toothbrushes on the reverse side of it, there's those, you know, little things on it. And that's what I was always there for. I was never knew. My parents never educated me at home about that. And so I had to get into it, um, you know, much later in life. And it's become such a routine. I, you know, I, I do it like subconsciously. It just, everything goes and then the tongue gets brushed. So all right, we all brush our tongue. Fantastic, excellent hygiene with this room right here. This is this is all. I, I don't think I don't think we can get to number three fast enough. <laughs> Fuck off! All right, uh, number three, which may speak volumes of, of our habits, but when you go to sleep, is your phone up? Or phone down, screen down. Jess. Screen. I don't know. But I will say I usually do keep my phone screen down always. 
What it's kind of craziness are you saying that's bringing these responses? Like, hey, Bob Rose, how are, how are you? Like, very basic, generic, you know, checking in on you type of questions, okay? Nothing. <laughs> oh, I know you just get spammed with middle fingers. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Right, Bob Rose? Like, doing well, and he's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, but like. The I don't ever one, say those words, though, Jack. It's one, just the middle finger. I let him interpret what the middle fingers truly mean. Let his mind really just do the work. The wor the worst ones is like when you're when you have no idea what I'm talking about. Like no clue. Like like you like it's it's foreign. A literally foreign message that I'm messaging you. And it is like I'll reread it. I'm like, no, that makes sense. And it just I think what we can do in the future is uh, show the text messages I get from you to the audience of the attic and and the counselor show, and let them decide if it's fucking coherent what you're and writing Jackie. to me in like gibberish. Jackie. Yes. Jackie, that's a good controversy. Jackie, you listening? <laughs> I'm here. Right. I just want to listen. Sometimes when we're going back and forth, I'm like him, you know, not being able to interpret <laughs> interpret messages or whatever, and me having really bad anxiety, my next move is to call him up, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens then? Forward it to voicemail or, um, or not now, I'm about to fall asleep or I'm watching the game or whatever the fuck. I'm having like major anxiety attack about the message and stuff. This is the only person in my 180 um, contacts that gives me anxiety when I text with them. I'm worried that you know how many contacts you have that readily. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. It, it, it's this crazy oh. nightly routine. Let's see how many friends I still have over the years. Oh, 180. <laughs> I feel good. Now I can sleep better. Are you mad at me? You send those to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Couple therapy over. Um, next one. Uh, controversy number four for tonight. Tropicana versus Florida natural orange juice. Jess, what's your go-to move? Tropicana. All right. All right. All right. All right. Jackie? Yeah, probably Tropicana. Probably. You seem indifferent. <laughs> I don't know. Do you not, do you not care about the orange juice that you put into your body? <laughs> I, I don't even know the last time I purchased orange juice. Yeah. I, That's Adam, it. apparently. I don't, I don't drink a ton of orange juice, but when I do, it's <laughs> When it's I feel fancy. Hey, am I talking right now, Barbaros? No, you're not. No <laughs> one's listening. It's Tropicana. I, I remember Florida having like like a sourish type of taste compared to Tropicana. Mm. Okay. I, I am a Tropicana person. I've tried Florida. I will only go Florida's natural if there is no Tropicana, and I might even go like organic orange juice before I even go to Florida's natural. Uh, and I do drink half a glass of orange juice every single morning. 
So that was really offensive, Jackie, when you say that you do have no even idea of the last time you bought orange juice. <laughs> my 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 orange juice people are offended. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Should look into that. Maybe work that out in therapy or something. I will. It makes it maybe it makes it a topic. Why don't I like orange juice? All right. Um last one for tonight. Bagel. Do you eat it like a sandwich, like bagel and cream cheese? Do you eat it like a sandwich or do you go single sliced? Just. Single sliced. Single slice. Bacon cheddar chive cream cheese at Andy Man's is my favorite. Wow. You fancy like that. I didn't... Yep. Excuse us. Sorry. We didn't ask about the cream cheese. We didn't ask about anything else. All we asked about was the sandwich. In a sandwich or, or sliced? She self disclosed. I don't think it's your turn yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, feel free to tell him to fuck off at any point during the show. <laughs> fuck off, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Yes. See if you come on here again, Jess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jess, we'll see you next week. It's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> Jackie, what what what's what's your style? Single slice. Single slice. Any rhyme or reason? No, just makes sense. All right, we're moving on then. Thank you. All right. <laughs> way to share. Way to share. AJT. <laughs> You've called me four different in four different That's ways. I'm glad you picked up on it. Yep. Um. So. Nine times out of ten, it's single slice, and usually, usually because it'll it, it'll last longer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with this one. I like a single slice. I do not like it when you Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, and they put it together. The cream cheese is then unequal on both sides. I just don't like it. I like one side and I won't share, but I'm, I'm really specific on what side I eat first, even as, as a further, you know, crazy behavior of mine. But yeah, I, I find it strange that people eat bagels like a sandwich with the cream cheese in the middle. I think it should be enjoyed separately. It's two separate. Mm -hmm. sides. Yeah. Uh, so that was the last controversy for our tonight. Jess and Jack, you. Thank you so much for being here, dedicating, uh, you know, your precious time with us and the rest of the world. Woo! I mean, there's about like nine or ten countries who will be watching you, hearing you, learning I, from you. Argentina, Italy, Australia. What else? I think Japan is in there. Romania is in there. Turkey is in there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm so Point zero. Granted, it's 0.01% for each, but it's there. It's there. It's represented. It means something. It means something. Yeah, it does mean something. Yeah. So Everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you guys you know, very much. Uh, I mean, it means a lot to us. And it means a lot to me that you know, people like you can kind of come on and share your story and you know, uh, affect other people. Uh, and people are going to be affected yep. by your stories. And so, you know, thank you all very much. You two are amazing, amazing individuals. I greatly appreciate your time and, and your ability to 
share about your experiences. And uh, I know for a fact, other people are going to be positively affected, uh, you know, by your story. And, you know, I, I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks, friends. And I obviously really appreciate you guys since I'm the one that got you to come on, you know, that, you know, that's so, no, but. Well, if I'm being honest, Jackie's the one who got me to come on. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> good, good work, Jackie. Barbara, you want to um give some info or? Yep. Uh, so, people who are uh, watching this on YouTube, thank you very much. Please subscribe, uh, follow, comment, anything on YouTube. Uh, this is our first uh, few times, you know, doing the podcast on YouTube. You can follow us on any podcast platform. If you listen to us on Spotify, you can comment directly on the episode. Uh, we're on Amazon Music Podcast, Apple Podcast, and the show is called The Addict and the Counselor. And you can also email us at theaddictandthecounselor at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, feedback, any topics you want us to cover, we are not bashful whatsoever. You know there's a raising hand icon on Zoom, right? But no, just yeah. Using the, my real hand, um, I, something that you missed. Um, I want to add that the YouTube channel name is the Addict in the 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 Addict in the Counselor Podcast Show. If you're looking for the channel, so put your little fingers to use and look us up. All right, awesome. That's episode, that's episode 42 in the books, or 41, 42, 41, 41. All right. Have a good rest of your night, guys. Thank you so much. You too. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Have a good night.